Good evening, and welcome to a special Halloween episode of Six Pack Double Feature. Tonight, the boys explore the castles of Transylvania in search for Nosferatu, the undead, with Dracula, 1931, and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Welcome. <laughs> A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. 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 Thousands. Millions of them. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat, and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell he, me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms, and he made me drink. <laughs> Happy All Hallows Eve, kids. <coughs> I'm sure that was going to happen. Nathan's dying already. <laughs> the ghost of Nathan will be here shortly for our special Halloween. It might be more interesting. Spectacular Dracula sode. Oh. So, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys voted, and thanks for that. We yeah, appreciate we do, it. We do appreciate it. This is, uh, of course, Six Pack Double Feature. This is our special Halloween episode where it sounds like me, but not completely. I am Vlad the Impaler. Uh yes. I'm Vlad the drink I'm Vlad the alcoholic. <laughs> <coughs> and you are uh, Jonathan Harker who's <laughs> <laughs> who can't hold uh a uh English accent any more than Keanu Reeves can. Whoa. Whoa. Uh yeah, so Dracula uh, bra. We, <laughs> <laughs> we put the vote out for you guys yeah. and uh yeah, we didn't tell you what this was going to be, but we thought it would be fun to do the uh, original, at least the original screen version. Well, yeah, the original will, official well, screen the original, version of Dracula. Yeah. And then... The one that more know than the 1922 silent N- Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Um, and then uh, the 92 version done by Coppola. Yeah. Um, straight up, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the classic dark uh, Guinness. Guinness, okay. Because it's classic and dark, just like just like Dracula. this year movie. I struggled very hard. I try. I put. I put forth some effort on this one uh-huh. for, for a relevant beer. I wanted to do 
perhaps um, Newcastle's Werewolf because it, I believe it is uh, Newcastle mixed with red wine, and I thought wine because Dracula drink, doesn't drink, drink wine. wine. I thought that would be fun, also Halloweenish. Uh, and we don't drink wine. And we don't drink wine here, just like Dracula. Here in mid-September, <coughs> here in mid-September, that right. beer is not available yet, or. Um, anymore. I I did some research for you when you asked me to look the other day. Yeah. And I I don't think it's no bueno. I think it's discontinued. Son of bitch shit. Yes. Um. So I thought, okay, I will get the Dogfish Head Blood Orange IPA. I guess it's too late in the season for that. Mm-hmm, apparently. Um. As I turned around at Kroger, I saw the uh, red wine that is uh, Coppola's family label. And I almost got that. That would have been kind of cool. But I would have drank that if you had gotten it. But then I'd had to have drank red fin- wine. Then you would have had to finish it? Yeah. Well, Jamie probably would have. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, that's but possible. It, I didn't or you could have cooked with it, I guess. It's possible. It's possible. But I didn't get that. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll bop on over to the international aisle. And I'll get a couple bottles of sangria, which means blood in Espanol. In Espanol. And I thought maybe I'd pour something fun into that. But alas, no sangria, non-alcoholic or otherwise sangria in the... Uh, Latin American food aisle. So here I am drinking Sam Adams Oktoberfest, a uh, decently relevant for the season beer, mm-hmm. but also sort of generic. So <laughs> how many how many times had you seen this movie? The old school, the, yeah, the, the original. original. We're, do, we're, doing, we're doing yeah, we're doing Dracula nineteen thirty one first. Yeah, as you heard from that captivating trailer, <laughs> that was a re release. Nightmare. Intrigue. Yes, that was a re-release because it was a early '50s re-release because I couldn't find a trailer at all for the original. And again, we also came to the conclusion that they may not have made a trailer for it. I'm not sure how they did it back and, then. Yeah, I don't know how they definitely. Did it. I mean, the poster is iconic. Yeah, that blue background and his face is sort of. Yeah, there's yellow. a couple. There's a couple that are like that too. And there's one where you see him like with his arms up and he's oh, going down the stairs. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't find a good That's clean a cool. image of that one. That one was kind of cool too. Those are very cool. Uh, I probably saw it for the first time when I was 11 or 12. Um, this one summer, um, I rented just a... I was I was that kid that went to the library and rented movies, because our library had uh, movies. movies. Yeah, but they had older titles that you didn't get at the... Yeah, that is the, true. Yeah, and I rented... Throughout that summer, I rented all the Universal, the classic horror, like Dracula and Frankenstein, and The Wolfman, I remember specifically. Um, so I saw it then, and I'm going to admit, even even back then, the pacing was it was dull for me. You woke up and then went, "Do I need to rewatch this again?" Because I don't. Work. And the second time I've ever seen it was just recently for for this. It's beautiful. Yeah, but it's it's a beautifully. This lit. is a movie that is 75 minutes long that needs to be 60. Yeah, and even then, it's it a drags. stretch. It drags. I'm I, I I'm not ashamed to admit that <clears throat> by our by these modern standards, I'm. No, that was one of the first things that I, I put down here. I'm just enough of a cinephile that most older black and white features from Hollywood's golden you know age of cinema normally don't bother me. But even the pacing of this film, running at 75, st- still feels a bit stretched. Yeah. It's, um, it's almost a silent movie. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think it was only a few years since they introduced sound, because I think they started sound in like 27. Okay. And this was 31, and so they probably filmed it in 30, because uh, this was like a February release. Valentine's Day? Uh, right around there. Okay. I don't know. Sure. There are 
There are 27 more days other than Valentine's Day in February. But yeah, but but yes. I don't it, know. People went on dates back then, I guess. I don't know. Uh, no, but uh, it's really slow. And I think what doesn't help the fact is if you watch it and it's an original play, like the DVD that I've had for 20 years or close to it right. had an additional soundtrack that was done by Philip Glass with a, yeah. uh, with a Kornos, uh, Kornos Quartet. Um, and you sent me a, a clip. Of yeah, that. I found. I sent you the one clip that hadn't been pulled down by Universal due to uh, rights. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because he was trying to go for wh- how they would have scored it Today. if it was 1931, and he so he went with a minimal. I want a quartet. I just want four oh, okay. stringed instruments, and I will put together a score. Watching it with that. Did not it made it not drag as much? I'll tell Correct. you that. Yeah. Watching that without a soundtrack, holy mackerel! I didn't realize how much music wasn't in there mm-hmm. because all you get is Tchaikovsky's piece at the beginning with the opening credits, and you go, "Hey, is that Batman symbol <laughs> behind the credits?" Because <laughs> that's what I thought when I first watched it. Well, kind of. He's I mean, he was the original. Batman. He was the original. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just said. It's like. You mentioned the stage play. This this version was, uh, I believe, adapted straight from the stage play that Lugosi had yes, been doing. Yes, because it was the book, then it was a stage play that Lugosi had done. Yeah. And then that eventually got him this. But it was he wasn't the first choice, though, was he, for uh, the film? I don't I, think. I don't think I did trivia for this. So really? I'm hoping you did. No, I sure didn't. So maybe this I, is another. Maybe I did. Yeah, no, I did trivia oh, for this. Oh, thank God. I did trivia for this. This is a diehard moment. Okay. You um, wanted to do OG Dracula. You're like, I'm okay. going to do OG. I'm like, great. So I did the other one. <laughs> so it's, it's it's almost, I mean, it's lit beautifully, and it's yes. like that, a classic universal feel. Absolutely. But other than that, it, it looks like they just took a little more time and set up a couple cameras for a stage play and shot yeah. a stage play. I'm a victim of modern times, and it's it's... Look, I'm a victim of modern times as well, and I can really, I can handle older films and their pacing, but when it gets down there, I, I, I forget Say how... Say something, damn it! I just forget. I'm like, well, we're not used to dialogue yet. We're used to <laughs> popping up words. Which even that would have been kind of yeah. cool. Which well, they the kind of did. They did a little bit of that in... What? In his boat trip. His ship trip. To... Yeah, but they did that. They did a little bit of that silent-y, talky, or I'm silent, the, sorry, the silent stuff in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, kinda, that too. Kind of threw a little nod to it, which we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> my first thought was, is that the bumpiest like stagecoach ride you've ever seen? <laughs> Who's I'm driving like, this thing? Michael J. Fox? <laughs> I could just see like the six stagehands going, we're yeah. really going to with them now. <laughs> <laughs> Drink all that wine for lunch. What's also hard for me to believe is that at one time, this was this movie was scary. It scared me that it scared people. Yeah. <laughs> Realizing that now. Bela Lugosi or Dracula was the Freddy Krueger of his time. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that, I mean you maybe have to, even more than that. Well, but. you have to think that iconically when you picture Dracula in your head what's Bella. yeah Bella is the first thing you think of yeah. so i mean it's it's a standing testament that you know it stayed iconic with that image i'm writing down the butthead vampire <laughs> um uh, man I, the other thing that really made me made me think of like what's your favorite line or quote i'm like oh that's kind of hard but then when I went back to it, I'm like, that innkeeper really dialed it up for Renfield, trying to sell it r- real hard, you know, and, and go, you know, there's wolves and bats, <laughs> you know? It's like it's Castle Dracula. 
Dracula? I mean, he says it like three times. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, Dracula. That's where I'm going. You don't want to go there. I, I love the guy that played Renfield. Yeah. He was the only one that really seemed like he was earning his paycheck. Yeah, he was not fun. Like, everybody else is kind of... I mean, Bella was all hopped up on <laughs> morphine and Demerol anyway, but... Uh, yeah, the guy that played Renfield, he, he, he swung for it, and he... Even by 1930 standards, he was a little... He, he was, was probably over the top. He they was like, creepy. Yeah. He's still creepy. <laughs> and his, it's his eyes. <laughs> yeah. When um, he's standing at the bottom of the stairs, just staring out. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. He really... He sells it more than anybody else. I mean, Lugosi sells it with the image and the imagery of just his kind of stoic-ness, sure. but the guy who was playing Renfield I, uh, really did it. So was that your favorite line or scene, the... Yeah, I mean, I had I had it saved up as a clip. I don't know if the clip is absolutely necessary for that one, because it's just it's. No, let's do it. You want to do it? All right. Good fellow, he he wants me to ask if you can wait and go on after the sunrise. Well, I'm sorry, but there's a carriage meeting me at Borgo Pass at midnight. Borgo Pass? Yes. Who's carriage? Count Dracula. Count Dracula? Yes. Castle Dracula? Yes, that's where I'm going. To the castle? Yes. No. You mustn't go there. We people of the mountains believe that the castle there are vampires. Dracula and his wives, they take the form of wolves and bats. They leave their coffins at night, and they feed on the blood of their living. But that's all superstition. Why, I, I can't understand why... Look, the sun. When it is gone, they leave their coffins. We must go indoors. So you're saying you're going to Castle Dracula then? <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah. What's the f***ing ticket say? <laughs> Waiting for Dracula's Dracula. <laughs> Rob Zombie, there's your shout out. Rob, Zom <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie shows up. Get in, loser. We're going monster hunting. Um, but no, I love the the innkeeper. He only had one scene, and he tried he, to earn he, it. He, he earned it. He earned it. Yeah. I mean, he even got a cutaway. Where it wasn't a full one take. There was like a cut, and then you had two more lines where he pulled in the wolves and bats. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just, I love how he sells it, even though Renfield's like, I'm like, you don't want to take the locals' word for it? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but he says they, they live down at the bottom where this castle is. He says they may, a, they, they've probably seen some shit. It's a hunting lodge for rich weirdos down right. there, man. So the innkeeper is your favorite. Favorite lines. I like, yeah. I Mine, um, I chose not to go traditional Dracula lines personally. Yeah, that's for that one. I, I mean, I can't with something like this, other than Renfield's, other than Renfield's overall performance and his just mm -hmm. rats, that, that shit. I, I just love that children of the night line. Yes. It's, children of the night. What beautiful music they make. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, bro. Shit. He started sweating a little bit. He had a Dracula chub. 
don't follow me up the stairwell, please. I'll follow you. <laughs> um, what doesn't work? Uh, I wrote a paragraph here. Shit, go for it. Uh, we already kind of discussed it before that it's only a few years uh, removed from the silent era. There's just a lot of scenes that just hold on too long with no talking whatsoever. Correct. And so because of that, it really plays long. Um, everyone speaks a slow, like at a slower rate. I don't know. Maybe they're like our new, our audience out there. We talk too fast. They're going to get up. They're going to get up. They're not going to know what is going on because it just feels like did they did the audience need to absorb it. That's interesting. I like, think we're I'm not like... used to sound. We're, we're not used to uh, people talking on screen. It's really confusing. So uh, maybe it's stage acting and a lot of them had that experience and how they pronounce and they just they they take their time but what's more amusing is when i was watching it the other night i needed to back it up on a chapter on my dvd because i went too far or i was doing something i'm like oh i need to back it up and catch this and so and i went back too far and so i fast forwarded it and i put it at 1.5 speed which still plays the audio and it was almost like the actors were speaking at a normal rate huh it was really funny and weird. Most of it pitched? was Renfield. No, they weren't because it's kind of like like with a lot of like now uh, podcast players and things like that, where you can increase the speed uh, oh, and it yeah. just it chops it up, but it doesn't you know you know it yeah, just yeah. it just it takes out a lot of those pauses and makes them talk really quick. Huh. And it was just odd that that putting it at one point five speed. So apparently, the next time I watch this, I just need to put it in at one point five speed, and it'll play at about sixty, knock that, fifty-five minutes, and it'll be done. I was gonna say knock that some bitch out in forty-five minutes, or <laughs> right? <so>. Exactly. <laughs> but those are the, my two things that don't really work. Is the there's not enough dialogue, and when there is, they really speak slowly. That's that's basically what I had. The editing either cut out the the dead parts, uh, or add more dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, the ADR when they do it was bad but i'm not picking it to movie man come on it was it's almost 100 years old yeah 90 it's almost 90 years old Mm -hmm. um which is almost 100 um so i'm not gonna pick at their adr skills did you know that some of the children of the night apparently were armadillos did you notice that uh there was at least one or two shots where you see kind of creatures around at dracula's castle and there's like armadillos i read that uh that'll come up in trivia yeah yeah that was weird um what did I put down here? Renfield's reaction is quite amusing that until Dracula announces himself, he looks like he's going to shit his pants. <laughs> when he was standing there at the, and he's like waiting, I'm Dracula. And then he's like, oh, thank God, it's Dracula. I thought you were the butler. <laughs> like, he had to walk, he had to walk all the all way down, down the staircase to say it. He couldn't just from the top go, hey, it's Come. me. I'll be right there. <laughs> he had to walk down the stairs. Good evening. <laughs> I am. It's the only time that he was concerned Dracula. until he heard the person's name, and then he was like, "Okay, oh, Dracula! Oh, yeah, okay. that's cool, man. No oh, problem." Sweet. Okay. Ah, uh, who are you, sir? I am Frederick Krueger. Holy! Oh, good. I've got a package for you. It's your Amazon delivery. The Whetstone. <laughs> um, that's uh, the next thing I've got here is I, I watched this on Amazon with no music score. You've got I don't I don't have it. On I DVD. did I did both because I purposely watched it without the score. When I wrote all of this, and I, that's what was killing I me. Wanted to, I wanted to watch it without the score first because I wanted to... You wanted to, to exp- at least experience yeah. it the way... And then I, we didn't have time for you to bring the right. DVD over for me to borrow it. I should have brought it. it. Yeah, I wish you would have, Dick. Um, <laughs> but you you were able to send me a link to... At least you heard it was about cool. 10 minutes. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it, it, it bumped it up a couple of steps into more, even more modern times in the 50s. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it was interesting. 
And I've got some notes on it somewhere. <laughs> Let me find those. It's like I forget how many uh, wide master shots are in the film, but wherever you feel like a camera should move in, but instead the director, Todd Browning, is just really trying to set the mood with creepy surroundings in Dracula's castle. A lot of those long takes at first, it's like, God, this camera needs to move. But you know, but it gives you the time to kind of take everything in, take everything in, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, but did you not think that was one of the worst like paperclip cuts you've ever seen? Which one? When Renfield cuts his finger, <laughs> and it's just like, ow! Well, it's just a little prick, and there's like this huge glob <laughs> of blood on his like middle finger. Renfield, and then he sucks freak. on it for like three seconds, yeah. and like that's gross. Yeah, maybe you do need to be turned into a creature of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Philip Glass, uh, the, his score is it's interesting, and it it changes the tone of the movie to be honest, but it it's also too much at times. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because watching the original is too little, right? And then this is almost too much. Too much, yeah. I yeah. don't know. It would be interesting to be able to uh, watch the whole thing. With I the mean, score. like, was there an organ? My guess is is there may have been that time period where in 1931. There was, you know, people in theaters were like, I still got a guy back here who plays the organ. I'm sure. I'm it's sure probably what it was. Yeah. And so it just seemed weird watching it with just no music. <laughs> I put down here, I'm like, I wonder how long it takes Dracula to refill his decanter with his own blood. <laughs> That's got to be messy. I need a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had a shunt put in at some I mean, point. Did he, does he just bite it and then just yeah, kind of squeeze his arm? Being a vampire seems horribly inefficient. Uh-huh. Just, man. Wouldn't you get tired of it after a while? Yeah, I would think so. I would. I... Until you drank human blood, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. This is delicious. Delicioso. <laughs> like what he drinks it. It's delicious. <laughs> like Redfield, do you really? I mean, I, I, I don't. Should you really? Hello. It's salty. Ren... It's awfully salty. <laughs> I'm Renfield for Bloodweiser. <laughs> The leading beer of Transylvania. <laughs> um, it's the Prince of Darkness of beers. Bloodweiser. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the brides in this film were awfully ethereal and creepy, though. They were they they were that 1920s creepy creepy like smashing. Well, I was scared because I was in the mind of being in 1920s and 30s, so it scared me. <laughs> we don't fully understand electricity yet, Bobby. 23s could do. <laughs> Those dames on the screen look. Quite ethereal. <laughs> and creepy. And creepy. Good Lord, Agnes. <laughs> I see too much of your ankle. Pull that dress down, Father. <laughs> Pull your stockings up and your dress down further. Go make another child. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, it sure is great here in America. Things will never be bad. Uh, the other thing that was really weird was the um, the guy who was like the orderly at the sanitarium. I swear to God, the guy, it's like, hey, I wrote down here, I'm like, do you find it funny that Bert from Mary Poppins Moonlights isn't orderly at the sanitarium when he's not cleaning chimneys? Because <laughs> that's what he sounded like to me. I mean, granted, he had a mustache, but it just very much reminded me of chimney cleaper, chimney cleaver, <laughs> chimney cleaner, uh, Bert. Chimney cleaver, Dan. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. This is the first uh, alcoholic beverage I've had in about 12 days, so trying to get rid of that cold and then this and then this happens the original music that uh tchaikovsky yeah that they, was it they use that in ed wood oh it's, okay well it's, that makes it's, sense it's bella's theme mm-hmm. quite a bit in the ed okay. wood movie which is great i love that piece of music you know that piece of music you hear for 40 seconds and then you don't hear anything for the rest of the movie it's yeah so bad 
I was just waiting for Batman to show up. I'm Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Uh, it was, you know, I really like the the creativity and positioning of the mirror, so that Van Helsing figures out that Dracula doesn't have a reflection when he opens up that little cigarette box or whatever it is. Yeah, that was a that was a unique way to tell that at that time. And you had to you had to do it in camera. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just a very indirect and subtle way of, of pushing, like, the plot forward with that type of discovery. It was really creative. I didn't dig, I didn't dig the guy that played Van Helsing. No. He was okay. Everybody, you know what? Honestly, everybody sort of acted the same back then. Uh-huh. That's that sort of dry they, transatlantic I, accent. And then it wasn't even there yet. It didn't even feel like there was transatlantic even in their voices yet. Correct, yeah. It, like... I'm not going to remember for the notes pre, that yeah. I'll I'll put a link in our notes if you have no idea what we're talking about that really quick transatlantic tra- accent. it's called a transatlantic accent and and I'll provide it's a that link one so you hear on the radio kids when nobody just think of Catherine Hepburn <laughs> yeah it's no, really true no no <laughs> except without that but you know what I'm talking about and yeah. if you don't you'll look at the notes if you're curious um some trivia on this I knew this without reading but Bella Lugosi was buried in a black silk cape. That was part of his will. Do you think it's still black? In spots. I'll bet decomp is taken over. <laughs> Mostly. He's been gone for, uh, he died in what, 56? Uh, yeah, Lugosi's been dead since 56, so yeah, his cape's probably not, I don't even think dry cleaning would fix that. Yeah. Um, Can you get the spot out? No, I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. It was actually, it wasn't in his will. It was a choice uh, of his wife and son. Oh. <laughs> He was just a dude that loved capes. <laughs> Did he just walk around in them all the time? I mean, I've seen Ed Wood, but it's been a while. Uh, Ed I mean, Wood I... isn't. Uh, Ed Wood is based on a book that is largely sensationalized. You can borrow it if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great book. A um, lot of typos, which which is question. Who wrote it? Ed Wood. Uh, I can't remember, but it's what the, it's what the movie was based on. So some of it's some of it's based on fact, right. some of it's half truth and all that. But. Um, yeah, here we were talking about this. There's no soundtrack because sound was st- uh, still so new they didn't think people would accept it in a movie. Um, so they just went with dry audio. Do you have uh, a favorite scene? Mine was the Children of the Night. It is? Yeah. Oh, the line and the yeah. scene? Okay. Just, just, I, don't, I, honestly, I don't have a favorite scene in this look, movie. I'll, put, because... I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't have a favorite scene. I said I really enjoy pretty much the first act of the film yes. more than anything else. It's, it's what pulls you in and want, makes you want to watch the rest. Even though the rest is not as good as the first twenty five minutes, the rest is sort of like a. What happens? What are well, they, what are they doing? We, we run into this guy Van Helsing. Who, so now he's in London. He's your what? science teacher. He's why is he in? He, who's testing with you know beakers and Bunsen burners? Bunsen burners, All right. I'd like to see the Spanish version. <clears throat> Uh, um, I have not watched that yet. In the, t- in the, I don't know how long I've had it on DVD. I still have yet to pop in the Spanish version. They filmed it simultaneously. Um, they did. Yeah, they used the same set. Yeah. Um, not the same actors. <laughs> I'll bet it's better. It probably is. I'll bet it moves better. <laughs> Europe was always, is still ahead of us in a yeah. lot of the ways in cinema and art and stuff. But yeah, I I put down here my favorite scene is just it's the first, the first act. For, for yeah, the first. once the once they get to London, I I tend to lose interest. That's, the, the how, ship, that's why I 
I think when I watched it, it was just late enough that I dozed off, and that's when I backed it up, and that's same. when I found out. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 boat ride to London is is cool. That that kind of model, like I love those miniatures. Yeah, that's cool because that, that makes that makes the seas look really violent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I, I mean, I've never, cool. I've, I've never. Well, it's been a great way to pass. Ones. It's a great way to show passage of time. Yeah, I think um, they did a better job in it than they did in the. Second the, the second one of how they pass time. For some reason, I I misremembered. I wrote down in my notes originally. It was like, boy, they really downplayed like the whole dead crew in this one compared to the the newer one. And then when we watched the new, the the newer one, they didn't. And I, just in my mind, I must have been thinking of a different movie. But um, it, I mean, I've read the book. Oh yeah, it's been a while. But that was probably the most disturbing part about the whole thing is that reading the ship's log uh-huh. of yeah. of having issues with crew dying and and once the crew, once the ship finally just kind of ghosts in he ghosts in exactly and it's just like whoa that's, that's kind of cool yeah um the last i think really cool i'm say gripping but kind of gripping part. there's really nothing truly gripping about this movie <laughs> After that boat scene uh-huh. is is just that 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 really cool shot of Bella walking through London right with his top hat. Other than that, yeah, the I can see I can see why you say that. The first pre London sequence, mm-hmm. the whole the pre anything pre London is is good. I I already covered it on mine, and you may have a different answer, but I'm, I put down if you could make one change to the film, what would it be? Like your magic wand. I put down I would cut out another ten minutes. Is what I would basically because the film was originally released without a score. The absence of the score really impedes the film. Thankfully, the Philip Glass score available on DVD and Blu-ray is much easier to watch. I would like to see the original. I, I, I would like to see 1931's version of the book, true to word, true-ish to word. Right. I'd like to see the 1992 version done in 1931. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Just, just. Give your audience more credit. Give right. them more. Give them more than you know. A, a couple of series of vignettes of, nah. or like snapshots or whatever. I don't know. It's um, a glorified. It's a glorified silent is what it is, and that's. I'm sorry. I just don't like. I don't like a lot of silent films. Um, can you recommend a, either a better or com- uh, comparable recommendation of the same genre? Um, let's see. I know. I I know. I did because I always do. Um. Well, you look for yours. Mine is Frankenstein, in all honesty. I mean, these two films bookended 1931. It was February was Dracula and November was Frankenstein. Nice. It's amazing what 10 months can do with uh, for a film at the same studio with a better director and script. Uh, Frankenstein, in my opinion, is, is a superior film than Dracula. I haven't seen Frankenstein in a long time. I mean, I'm sure. Well, the summer, that I, the summer I watched these movies. Is we'll watch it. <laughs> Well, you'll hear us talk about it in Halloween 2019. <laughs> Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Frankenstein 93. And, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, maybe. I don't know. A similar film. I am, no secret, a big fan of schlocky, weird, late 60s through 70s stuff. Mm-hmm. So anytime the Hammer films, the British film company, they would do some sort of Dracula, like the ghost of Dracula's butt or, you know... <laughs> The ghost of Dracula's or, uh, wife's sister. Abbott and Costello meet Dracula. No, those can go to hell. <clears throat> you don't even like those? No, I don't like those. But like... Abbott and Costello can go to hell. <laughs> yeah. The uh, <clears throat> the Hammer films had like that red 
matte blood, you know. Okay. Just those are great. I love anything Christopher Lee did. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen any of the Hammer stuff. It's man, it's great. Those are what I would go for. Now, if you want right. something a little more serious, I would recommend the movie we're about to talk about here very shortly. Um, first, I got a couple more bits of trivia. Oh, wonderful! The uh, spider webs in the castle were uh, cotton candy. It was rubber cement. Oh, okay. Shot from a rotary gun, whatever a rotary gun is. <laughs> um, Just shooting out loads of <laughs> rubber cement. That is weird, though. I can't... Because it, 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 it's just like, it's just like just, cotton candy. Yeah. It's the same principle. Mm. Um, Bela Lugosi only played Dracula one more time in 1948 when Abbott and Costello met him as Dracula. That's right, because a lot of times when he got re... He didn't get recast. Someone else recast... They recast Because he, notori- he was a notorious pain in the ass. He was a notorious pain in the ass, and he was a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, he was well, way underpaid in this movie, too, compared to... Karloff? Um, yeah. I love how they play in the movie Ed Wood. I love how they play off how much he hated Karloff. Um, do you remember any of the lines? Oh, that's been a while. That limey cocksucker does not deserve to smell my shit. <laughs> Karloff can rot in hell for all I care. Um, some continuity errors are due to studio meddling in the editing room. Um, no. Yeah, I know. It started here. It started. It just here. got worse. The original idea was to be far closer to the book, okay. uh, but the Great Depression caused the studio to stay tight on their budget. So let's just do the play. And they adapted the stage play instead. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot easier. You don't have to... Yeah, let's just adapt this. It's already pretty much written out. One thing that the studio got in and meddled with it, and I'm not an actor, uh, okay. clearly. Uh, I'm not even like a... Even, a... even when you've heard the intro of this podcast, Travis is uh, that, still not That was actor. me, believe it or not. Uh... The studio trying to keep tight to budget. They had him shoot this film in sequence. I think oh, that I think that's awesome. That it well from a, just from a just from an artistic. That's standpoint. not that's not normal now. No, and no. It's, it wasn't even normal back then. No, most of the time you don't shoot in sequence unless there's a real reason for it. Quite often they'll shoot in sequence when they're shooting uh, with a lot of kid actors because it allows mm. them and their character to progress because they can't. Huh transition back and forth i think et was filmed um largely sequ- in sequence yeah largely in sequence because i think it's of that. i think it's a cool it is cool i'm sure because it's for most... the actors and directors and, and stuff i'm sure where am i at well we shot <laughs> yesterday yeah. we did shot you re- this did you read the book bella <laughs> christ um <laughs> yeah that was that was all the trivia i had and we've talked about a better similar film <laughs> if you could recast the lead right uh <laughs> i have two one's the joke I put officially, I wrote down Martin Landau. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Um, but no, I said in, honest, in all honesty, I would have loved to watch this movie with Boris Karloff. Ooh. Only because it's really difficult to try and cast someone else in that film other than Lugosi. And even with us not staying within the time and space, you know, I tend to um, lean more towards actors within the same time frame. You know, I just wonder, you know, how it would have played if Karloff had been cast. You know, what if it would the film had been just as iconic? And you know, I don't think so. I don't think so either because Lugosi had a specific look about him that yeah. just carried. He had that. to be. He had to be exploited, and then it, the rest of the monster craze rode on his shoulders for. And what would have happened with Frankenstein? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Frankenstein would have been. Boris. Yeah, on a side note, I mean, if you really want to learn more about 
Karloff and um, and um, Lagosi last season's podcast of You Must Remember This. They yes. did like a six part, and it's yeah. really interesting. It was really, I was about to mention that too. You must remember this. Yeah, Check that out. It's really good. And how much uh, apparently they hated Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I love Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Most just felt that he was a lot a hack. Apparently, he but, was more of a whore. Yeah, he would do anything for a check. They he was were, a slut. Yeah, he was a slut. He spread his legs like peanut butter. Um, <laughs> That's an image I can't get out of my head. Now. I'm gonna go with no space and time, and I had to ask myself seriously, who hasn't played Dracula yet? Um, how about Jim Caviezel? <laughs> He's already played Jesus. He's already played Jesus. Let's have him play Dracula. That would be interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't not watch it. Story would have to be engaging enough for me to want to watch it, but just everyone has played him to this point. So I definitely couldn't think of anyone in 1931 other than, I guess, Karloff. But everyone played him back then because Karloff played him later, and Lon Chaney played him. Mm-hmm. Does this version still hold up for you? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I put down here, I, I combined the two, and I'm like, in short, yes, and long, not compared to Frankenstein, personally. Okay. But it's it's still perfectly moody and, and sets... And the sets and direction uh, do sell the film and its overall ambience. Mm-hmm. It, re- it still sure. has that good look and feel of old school horror. This is old school universal horror. Right. Um, over the years, it's been more difficult for me to want to sit down and watch the classic Dracula. And, and I really have to be in the mood to want to purposefully put the, pull this off the shelf because, damn it, it drags. It's an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> of your life that you won't get back. Yeah. And you may want to be doing something else. <laughs> Like mowing the lawn. You could watch two episodes of Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Scrubs. Um, but the imagery of Todd of Todd Browning's Dracula is still iconic. You know, and even after, you know, almost 90 years, you know, everyone knows who Dracula is and especially what he looks like, what he sounded like, as well as what he says, you know, and all of that is due to Lugosi. So while the film, you know, is starting to show its age in, in that way, but for 1931, it's still a great film. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's the product of its time. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is, for all intents and purposes, the Dracula movie. It is the It's like Dracula. you just said, when you say Dracula, everybody... Goes Lugosi and that... They think of him on whatever, that staircase that, with that... With the cape and the white shirt and that little... Cravat thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the invention of the horror genre, or at least the modern horror genre. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it holds up. In fact, Dracula is 25% of my Mount Rushmore. Um... Final thoughts on this. Um, no matter what era you make this movie, Renfield is the best role to play. Mm-hmm. He he has the, whoever that actor is has the most fun. Whether and you'll see it in the next one too. Oh man, I was watching that and I was like, "Is that fucking Tom Waits? That's Tom Waits. Good for you, dude." Uh, fun. The 1931 version of this movie, though, it's the invention of the horror genre, the horror film, as I said. And so those of us in the horror club, we say thanks. Otherwise, this is your grandpa's horror movie. <laughs> It's, uh, it's my grandpa's horror movie. It's more like a European lover. Your grandpa gone... was in a horror movie. It's uh, he it's, was. It's more like a European lover gone mad kind of love story. It's a diet version. I mean, it's the, the ending is quite anticlimactic. I mean, when they kill Lugosi's Dracula, you don't even see it. It's like a long shot of a stake and a hammer and a dude going, you know. Yeah. You don't even you don't even get to see Lugosi's face or anything go, you know. You, you get nothing. Yeah, nothing. And it's so like, F- you! <laughs>
nothing. <laughs> you know, it's so anticlimactic. It's so anticlimactic. You German cocksucker! <laughs> it's so anticlimactic that, you know, what, M- Mina and Jonathan walk up the stairs and... All right, we're over. Here occurred the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah. Dracul. There's a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. I have never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. He can take on many forms. He is both young and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog. And he can vanish at will. The power of his evil desire has no end. Love him. She is a willing recruit and devoted disciple. She is the devil's concubine. Dracula! Join me in eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. I want to be what you are. I want to see what you see. I want to love what you love. Take me away from all this death. Make no mistake, he must be stopped. So yeah, we mentioned earlier, it's uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. It's uh, Mario Puzo's Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) The Drac father. The Drac father. Uh, Blood father. Same plot as the first movie, only... An hour longer. Twice as much information, uh, which you find doesn't always prove to be a good thing, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, There's a lot to say about this movie. So let's start. All right. Go ahead. You're first. <laughs> uh, uh, first impressions. Why? Does he have a butt for hair? No. Oh. Why in the fuck is Keanu Reeves in this movie? Forsooth, bruh, I have come to here. For I've heard that there is much good surfing here in Transylvania. <laughs> I've come here to... I've come here to kill. I've come here to sign to land to documents. To suck blood and, <laughs> and sign real estate, and I'm all out of real estate. 
Yeah, uh, Francis Ford Coppola apparently has openly criticized his own reasoning for casting Keanu Reeves. That was one of the first things I put down for I, trivia. Look, I, get, I have to uh, say this. According to, to him, he needed a young hot star that would connect with the with the girls at the time in order to go see Dracula. Bold choice in not using one then. Because <laughs> there wasn't Brad no, Pitt or Tom Cruise or... or Johnny Depp or you know, pretty much anybody that could probably possibly do a British accent. I don't think Tom or Cruise at least, could do one. But or at I, least Fane... Oh look! Fucking Carrie Elways, man. Yeah, he's in no, this. And yeah, he's, he's, he's in it, and he probably could have played Jonathan Harker. I have to say this. I ha- just, I just why not have the American play the American and the British play the British? Well, no, sometimes that but, that, but in a more serious tone. I like Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. and he's notoriously a super nice human being. Right. He just doesn't. He's There's, not right he, for a lot of parts. No, and this is definitely not a part that he is right for. Correct. Yeah. That's what takes this movie down personally for me. I don't think he could have even played the Texan. No. In this. Um, the Rocketeer. Um, yeah, those are my first impressions. I remember sending you a picture message of of the movie seven minutes and 28 seconds in. And I, said, <laughs> what, I, can, I know I, what doesn't I work. I can already tell you what doesn't work. <laughs> Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves As. separately and or together. Um, <laughs> odd choice. And you, you texted back to me like, well, dude, it was 1992. They were the hot shit. They were. And they they probably put some asses in seats, but the other thing I noticed was Counter is washed up on shore. Tonight it's a no holds barred battle between Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins to see who can dominate the screen. Yeah, better. <laughs> who can? That was kind of fun though. Who you have can to admit. eat more scenery? Oh, that was great. Yeah, that's you know they had it. It's young and old school though, because at the time Oldman was considerably younger yeah. in this film, so. But he can play, man. Yeah. You Just, don't know. You, you don't, don't know real, how old he is. You, you don't realize how young he is until I was watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, and you can oh, see you they this, shave. Do you have this on DVD? Yeah, I'll let you borrow oh, it. Oh, please do. Yeah. They, I saw this on Amazon as well. The uh, You could see that they had they shaved. They created a, like a five-head or a six-head on him <laughs> because of all the different... A 666-head? Right. A 666-head. Um, <laughs> And so when he's being interviewed, his hair is just re- you know relaxing down, but you can see like just a little bit of where they purposefully shaved his head. Okay, for all the different outfits. So this was ninety two makeup and everything else. He was just he had so, come off of JFK. I think he had done Sid and Nancy a few years prior. Sid and Nancy was eighty six. Okay. Um, the next thing he, he did, did was something the, else. Next thing he did was the professional. He may have done a few things before. Smaller, Since then, smaller. well, right, this was but, 92, but professional was 93, 94, 94, so it's only a few years. This was maybe a two. big movie, man. Yeah, like, this, this was, was a, a big This movie. was a big deal. Uh, I remember being scared. Sh- I was 12 when this came out. I remember being scared shitless of the trailer because it was- It's like, freaky. He's creepy looking. Uh-huh. And that laugh at the end of the trailer. Yeah, and I can't do it. And he clasped his hands with his little yes. his hairy palms. Was yeah. he jacking off all the time? Jeez, dude. Was it? Were they hairy? I didn't know that. Yeah, because they make a point to like Harker looks down at him and it's like he does a double take and then it's there and it's like there's not a lot of women coming up in Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had his laugh down right there too. Uh, that was gross. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also remember my mom, uh, a, a couple of friends of mine from school. Um, this came out when I the, the fall that I was in junior high. So right. we, we came off of the you're in one class all day. Yeah, everything into changing classes every hour so i made a bunch of new friends and um these friends had already known each other from another school and they were all going to go see it and i was like yeah yeah cool i'll go i'm gonna go so i had to check with my mom my mom was like yeah you're not going to see that you don't have nightmares so i didn't see it until is she right do you have nightmares 
of Keanu Reeves' performance. Correct. <laughs> I was going to say, of nothing. <clears throat> I mean, I'll at least give that um, Winona Ryder at least played her role better than Keanu. Yeah, you got not... well if you put them if you compare the two, she's doing better than he is. Yeah. yeah. But she had a lot more to play with, you know, and <laughs> she had two men, yeah. Right. <laughs> One for each of you. <laughs> um yeah, cuz when I first wrote this down before I pulled up trivia because my first concern was Keanu Reeves just feels like he was forced in by the studio, but I thought I thought it was the studio, it was Coppola going young hot star Straight off a of point break. I was going to say he was off a of point break, right? <clears throat> I think so. If he had anything else going on at the time. Uh, I mean, even something else that I had mentioned, uh, and then mentioned, but something else that I wrote is Reeves had said years later uh, after the movie came out that he really wasn't happy with his work in the film. He stated that he, that he had exhaustion because he had done several films back to back to back. And I'm like, I don't think that would have improved his performance. Uh, he doesn't do anything differently in this movie than I would have expected him to do. Yeah. Again, he's a great he's a great actor. Actor for stuff. Stuff. And and this not this stuff. Is, is not this. the stuff. Visually, this movie is a masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. It's very melodramatic and like a like a, he, like a goth soap they, opera. But. I mean, Coppola purposefully chose to shoot it like the way they would have done it in 1931 via yeah. the studio. He shot everything on MGM lots. Beautiful. He chose not to do anything that. They wouldn't have been able to do. He fired. The... He fired his visual effects team and brought his son on, uh, Roman Coppola, because they wanted. Because this was on the like, dude, ninety two. That's when all CG was really Stun. starting to get, yeah. and that's Terminator, what they were wanting to do. Terminator two, yeah, had come out. The oh, before. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just you got to think about how heavily influenced they were really trying to push. Coppola to go, you you need to do CGI. Thank God he didn't do CGI because this movie would, would look terrible. horrible. It would have nothing redeeming about it. No, well that's not that's, 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 that's not un, true. That's but there would have been there would have been a lot less redeemable about it. It's you talk about a stage play filmed. That's what this looks like. A really good stage play because mm-hmm. there's you. I didn't know that any of this stuff was in camera till. I don't know, several years ago, you and I were talking about this. Right. You pointed it out to me, and I was like, no fucking way, really? Yeah, they rolled the camera back several times in in camera to do all of the shots, certain matte shots that they would block off one. Yeah. To see the rats crawling upside down. And God, Dracula's it's so cat, good. The shadow castle. puppets. Oh, oh yeah, man. that's awesome. That's, that's Some of my favorite stuff is the shadow does more than... It's a little bit before him, like or it's his, a little bit yeah. behind him, uh-huh. and that's what makes it so creepy. Or man. straight up doing something completely different. Yeah. That only the the audience can see, and yeah. so yeah, that's pretty cool. And when he across the room real quick on like a dolly, mm-hmm. uh, Dracula on yeah. the dolly with that red that red gown, because akin to what you said about the uh, thirty one version, my favorite parts of this movie happen pre London. Yeah, it's all in the castle, and it's, it's all when he's creepy because that's when it's all kind of the original movie. Yeah, that first part with you know with the exception of the London stuff, but. Oh, that's but the love story picks right. up in London, and that's okay. when it's like, oh god, I got to say, okay, how much time's left? Hour and a half. Okay, so I only get thirty, thirty-five minutes of Transylvania, cool shadow puppet shit, and the rest of this is this goddamn love story. I mean, I had three marks of my frustration with Keanu Reeves casting. We're rewatching this <laughs> still, again. We're still harping on that. Huh? I know. I go said for, I no, just. Sorry, right, go for it. It's our show. I, I put down here. I said I just don't understand the casting of Keanu Reeves over everyone else. He was the only square peg in a field of round holes. 
he plays so flat, it's almost bothersome. It's as if Counter Reeves requested Kevin Costner, fresh off his success <laughs> from Robin Hood, to be his dialect coach. <laughs> Whoa. Bruh. Yeah. That's my neck. Don't bite it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. The pacing's actually pretty good, I think. Yeah, it is. For a two-hour movie, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it, it flows pretty well. It flows better than a 75-minute. Yeah, absolutely. More more stuff happens. Not to again, not to. I don't want to dig too much at Keanu in this, and I don't want to dig too much at the pacing of the prior one. Right. But those are the big faults of it. Yeah. The pacing of this, it, while it does, it, I could I could easily shave it down fifteen I, minutes. I could, I could probably cut thirty minutes out and not feel bad. I could feel like all the love story, basically. The you, love story. It, it, you kind of have to have that. You have to have enough of it. Yes. But it's this almost this goes like Canadian soap opera with it. It does. And then I could probably cut out the 15 or 16 times he changes from one different creature to another for no reason. Yeah, he has like nine, eight or nine different... He's like wolf, he's crazy demon devil bat thing. He's old, he's young, he's... Oldish young. Oldish young. He's got the weird kimono in the when he's in his coffin... And oh, when his yeah. hair is down long, yeah. when it's not put up like a butt, yeah. <laughs> you know, just cut that shit. Can you not cut your hair when you're a vampire? Yeah, uh, no, you didn't know that. No, that's I didn't. why there's so much of it. Ah, I gotcha. Gary Oldman plays old Dracula in the castle like a drug fiend working on his next fix when he licks the uh, oh, that's with a, the, the razor. Yeah, apparently he yes. apparently Oldman got a little drunk uh, for that scene specifically huh. okay. to get into character for that, and then cut his tongue. No, I don't. I don't think he did, but. Gary Oldman was yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, they could not have cast anybody better. No, at I, the time for this because he's the right amount of like he's got he's got a creature in his brain or something that will obey him, mm-hmm. but he's able to unleash it whenever he wants, and he's able to snap his finger and call it back and turn it off whenever he wants. You know, he's able to go from normal to crazy, right? And and no, no one too far is too far. He, man, well, he would have been a really good Hannibal Lecter. Like he would have been a, a good like prequel Hannibal Lecter. I the think. way uh, apparently him and um, Coppola, depending on the scene, butted heads a lot because of how Coppola directs and how he wasn't understanding the character enough. But there are certain times where it worked really well to to Oldman's advantage, and Coppola would tell him like during certain scenes. When they would come in to get the characters in the right frame of mind, he would tell Oldman to go around to all the characters that are going to be in this scene. They're all blindfolded, so it's you know Anthony Hopkins and and all of them all have blindfolds on. And he's he walks up to them and just whispers the evilest, darkest, fucked up shit in there that no one knew what he said. And he's like, "That's when it was really fun because I could get in their head before we shot the scene to get the reaction that they needed." That's that's cool, but that's really messed up. Yeah, where all, I mean, they're just standing there, and he would just go around, and he's and I think some of the back, some of the uh, making of documentary stuff, he's in the like demon suit thing or whatever it is, <laughs> okay. and he, so you see him just kind of creep around, and he's just whispering in their ears, and it's just like, oh, I that I, I need a shower after that would happen. That's great, but that's cool. I love st- I love stuff like that. Yeah, I, I completely forgot that the, the count kind of like has this metamorphosis of, of transforming into young uh, on his way on, to, on his way over. Did yeah. it not re- kind of remind you of like Body Snatchers? 
<laughs> it did it did for me a little bit a little bit I'm honestly like, I, I thought he looked cooler as the old dude he he's much creepier as the old dude because um, when he gets to london and he's just all like he's he, it's he a, he's like, like he's, the, he's, to, he's like the hipster yeah he looks like dracula. he's there to front like a stoner metal band <laughs> hello we are dracula's cousin and this is a song of our first album bloodlust you know I don't know. Uh, do you, apparently, he, he looks soap opera-y when he gets again. Once you get to London, I don't care anymore. Well, there's some visually like stunning stuff when you see that, but um, I wrote down here I'm like, well, apparently Dracula, while in wolf form, question mark, had to <laughs> sow his wild oats with Lucy, the slut of London, before you know doing his business with Mina. I mean, it was just like. I don't think Lucy was a slut. I think Lucy was well. She was. A, she was a. She was definitely a tease. She was a tease. <clears throat> she had three suitors that she hadn't decided on who she wanted yet. I wrote down here. It's like it's like Francis Ford Coppola wanted to make his own Skinamax movie. Kinda. Oh, that's one of the other things I wrote down in trivia that, that I'll kind of pepper in here is that apparently it's like he, this is what he wanted. This is kind of visually what he wanted. He wanted to be a, a more sexual story, which you definitely get. Sure. Uh, especially with his brides, but uh, and Lucy, obviously. Um, but I guess even even when he knows that the women that he has he has signed contracted to be in this picture, they understand and know that there's nudity in the movie, and they need the nudity. He doesn't want to go up and ask for it, and so he tells his son to do it. And his son's like, "I'm not going to go and ask him to show the boobs," you know. <laughs> So they have to go get like a crew member to go, all right, we need you to take your dress off now because we need to see your tits, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny that it's like, I want this, but I I feel really horrible asking, right. you know. I was t- So I was talking to a Monica friend. Monica Bellucci, I need to see your boobs in this shot. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my friend uh, about this episode. Right. And um, uh, telling her what we were, we were doing, Dracula 31 and, and this Dracula. And we got to talk about vampire movies. And I was like, a lot of the time, vampire movies are homoerotic. Kind of. This ta- one is not. The Lost Boys, no. The Lost Boys came up and Interview with the Vampire came up. And I was like, they're... Oh, those are definitely... Like, it doesn't bother me. No, but it's very... But it's, it's just like, ah, dial it down. It's just, it's so much... And it's the same thing with this. Well, you ever notice that most vampires in stories are men, not women. Well, most. and it's a sexual... Yeah. It's a lustful thing. It's and a I was rapey te- thing. Yeah. And I was telling her, like, there's a lot of boobs in this. And she's like, oh, is there Winona Ryder boobs? And I was like, sadly, no. 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 Um, a little underwear scene, but no, I'm sure I feel like it, she saw that in her contract and was like, no, nope. not eh. doing that. I'm not trying to sound like a perv that would have further sold it to be, to be quite serious. That would have, in a movie with that much nudity, it would have, it would have further sold it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Do you have any favorite lines or scenes? I have a favorite line in a scene. I have no clip because I could not find this anywhere. So first time in history, guys, I Nathan know. has no, no clip. clip. Uh, my favorite was, uh, I have three. Well, you want to go first? Cause I'm trying to find where sure. I put mine. So my favorite favorite is that scene right at the top when he comes back from war and he's wearing his, okay, you're not going to get the reference, but there was a cartoon in the late eighties called, uh, Silverhawks. They were like these space adventuring musicians okay. and they had like all these like chrome or blue or silver chrome suits and they had a villain whose armor was all like red and pointy and spiky and i will uh i will take a picture and have you link it i have the figure upstairs still uh but when when vlad comes back from killing all the muslims 
wearing his muscles like <laughs> the muscle like, it, like, yeah it's, not, it's it's like and they find tissue. out that, it's yeah. not muscle it's like tissue yeah and they tell him that uh it's not Mina at that time it's his whoever Mina is before but she's Winona committed, Ryder's yeah, she's committed suicide and therefore she can't go to heaven and he freaks out and renounces God and everything and then he stabs a statue of the cross right and then this is just blood fest everywhere just the that's an intense scene mm-hmm. I love that scene that's probably my favorite um my second is when he does his version of the children of the night because it's way, way creepier. creepier yeah, yeah. and yeah. coupled with the man beautiful such a music they make and then my third favorite is uh, <coughs> an autopsy? Lucy? No, not exactly. I just want to cut her head off, take out her heart. He stole mine. Did it? That's Damn my favorite. It. No, it's oh, great. I'm sorry. But no, but he says it so matter of fact. He's like, where are you going? Where are you going? What, what are you, where are you? Why are you leaving? But I was like, yeah, come here. I know how you deeply loved her. That is why you must trust me and believe. Believe? How can I believe? I want you to bring me, before nightfall, a set of post-mortem knives. An autopsy? Yeah. Lucy? No, 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 not exactly. I just want to cut off her head and take out her heart. <laughs> it's just like any other sentence that would roll out of his mouth. Like, I have an infected tooth. I just need to have it out. Yeah, exactly. He speaks like a dentist. Yeah. Yeah. It's just abscessed. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your... No, it's all right. It, but that's my that's my favorite. That's my favorite line uh, or piece of dialogue. Scene was hard for me. Uh, it was yeah, it wasn't hard, but it was difficult. Sure, it wasn't Dracula hard, but what doesn't work? Uh, let's see but, here. But let's not go ahead. Let's get it out of the way. Uh, Ter- Keanu terrible, Reeves, ter- terrible British accents by actors who cannot do them. No, and mine is all has to do with casting more than anything else. I just put I don't understand why Coppola chose to cast two Americans for Mina and Jonathan Harker. I honestly wonder if he had cast less known British actors, if the film would have done as well financially. Financially, no. Probably not, but I don't know. Not in America. Not in America. Not in America. But there's more than one market. It's very true. It depends on who you ask. I know you have to have that love triangle. Right. But it feels like that's the focus of the movie. Like you get like a fun little intro and then Drac comes to London and then it is all like dating. What would be fun if you took this and like took the sound away. Right. And recut it with like. The Rembrandts and the Romantics and like early '90s, like goth rock and no post grunge, oh, like, post grunge, like okay. the Gin Blossoms type. Oh, well, that would definitely be different. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, but the the love triangle thing gets a bit tedious, and that's where you could shave. You could probably shave 15 minutes out of that. Uh, other, po- other than the, the the glaringly obvious. The only other thing I put down for plot points and pacing, I'm like the film just plays a little long for my liking, which is probably why I only pull it out every few years. I think I've seen it three times. Yeah. You know, I get lost in the creativity of the filmmakers who wanted to achieve such a visually stunning picture that I forget sometimes that there are a few scenes where it just kind of drags. Yeah. But every time I pull it out, I just like, oh, I love the time that it took. I do too. For the creativity, they're like, no, we're going to solve this. Because what really bothers me more than anything else is the fact that this movie wasn't nominated for Best Visual Effects. Really? This was like, this is. The the cradle of where you know Hollywood came from, uh, yeah. And they use those techniques to create that those imageries, and they're like, nope. I think now you're cheating. Well, I before th- computers was cheating. Now it's no, it's got to be computers. I you're think cheating now. That shows what a corrupt 
toilet Hollywood is. Yeah. They, they pissed somebody off, and he fired the visual effects team, so it soured, it soured the opinion of the powers that be right. on, on giving them. I'm not a big fan of awards anyway. I think I think awards and accolades should come from things like this. Two idiots talking about a movie. That, who gives a shit what we think? Um, but this the, visually, this seven people care about what we think. But you know, no, it's eight. Oh, it's eight, eight now? now. Sweet, thank you. Number eight. Um, um, man, what this movie means to me visually, and like like you just said, the time it took, I I appreciate that. That's art. Like that's. I know. See, I don't consider CGI to be art. CGI is a skill. Yeah, a visual effect. But doing the things they did here, it's. It's breathtaking. It's, it's visual. It's like David Lynch wishes he could make moving art like this. Right. Um, what was up with the guy in the sanitarium with the steel cage on his head? I love that. That whole man. Can, I that, that, love those. At the, first I thought it was a patient, and then I realized that they all had it in order to, I guess, avoid attacks from yeah. the crazy people that live there. Well, think about this. Yeah. If that nurse at the... Uh, Maryland State Hospital for the Criminally Insane had had one, Hannibal Lecter would not have bitten her tongue out. Well, that's true. And swallowed it. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to make it... When we sat down to talk about this today, I almost wrote down I wanted to talk about the cages that the orderlies, I guess, yeah. had on their heads. got to be I orderlies. I forgot to do it, but you brought it up, and that's... Yeah, that's those a, sanitarium scenes. Those are, are the, that's the nightmare stuff now. Yeah, for me, that's Holy the second coolest mackerel. thing. Because once you get out of Transylvania, not to keep harping on that, but you, you get, get Tom, you get Tom Waits, who, and you know what comes in third, trying to chew up scenery between Anthony Hopkins or Gary Oldman, and all of his stuff is by himself, pretty much. Yeah, outside of the one scene where he wants the wants a cat, a little kitten. <laughs> I just need a kitten. I want a little. I can't do a Tom Waits no. impression. Man, um, what what was really interesting is I listened to part of the commentary with Coppola of this, and he's like, what really saddens him is when they put this movie on TV, those are usually the scenes that get cut for time. Really? Because it really does not move, I guess, the story along in a narrative form enough. You don't need his scenes for the movie. Yeah. But I completely uh, disagree I don't think, with that. I don't think you can do a Dracula story without having without having Renfield at least once. Yeah, because he's the guy outside of Lucy. He's the guy that's you feel sorry for him because he's just. I'm gonna kind of turn you. Maybe I'll think about it. Yeah, it's yesterday's news. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like he finds Lucy. I'm like, well, I, if I found Lucy too, I wouldn't care about Renfield yeah. Look, either. Rents. Guess what? <laughs> I found I this know, redhead. I know we were going to flip you and make you part of the army and all that stuff, but you should see, see this the wreck on this. Ooh, I mean, she's a redhead <laughs> to boot. She's not attached yet. She changed her hair to red because she didn't want to appear to look too similar to um, Winona Ryder. Oh, she has brown hair? Uh, yeah. Oh, I figured she would have been a blonde. Um, well, I think I think the red hair is, I think it's a nice it touch. It works really well. Yeah. A lot of things. She sells it too. She sells it well. Like her performance is is really good. It's a bit melodramatic. It is a bit Again, melodramatic. We're talking, we're talking but about hers Lucy, is but... believable. There's a lot of things that do work about this movie. Uh, we I could sit here all day and I could just pull up YouTube videos and watch the visual effects and talk about how badass those are. Uh, you can make one change. I need a wand to make my wand, and then <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, what, would, what would you change? What would I change? Uh, what did I put down here? 
an extended confrontation between Van Helsing and Dracula towards the end of the film. Mm. It kind of feels rushed. Well, it plays well. It's like there's like a stabbing and a neck cut, like his neck gets slit or cut with the Bowie knife, and it's like that's it. Yeah. It just it really rushes at the end, and I feel like those two were leading up to be, a big brawl you know, or a, something. Something. Yeah. And it's like nope, that's not how it's going in this one. Um. I wish they would go a little bit more into the mythology mm-hmm. of of Dracula. Make that a little more clear, because it's never like it's never clear to me why he's other than other than he renounces God and he's now cursed, right, to live forever. But why does he have to do all of this excess shit? Yeah, like why go to London? Why? Why? Now? Why are you buying properties? Yeah. Why all of a sudden are you now in London? Explain that shit. To oh me. well. The, here, here's the interesting. At the beginning of the film, Jonathan Harker asked why the count had had purchased his houses in such specific locations. A question that is never answered in the film. Correct. Uh, yes. The explanation given in the book is that the fifty boxes of Transylvania earth were distributed throughout Dracula's houses in locations surrounding London, so that Dracula would have many places to rest and regain his strength at daybreak, during which Dracula must rest only in either a coffin or in the earth of his homeland, which is from Transylvania. Now, they do say that in the movie. Yes. That he has to recharge in the, in the earth of his homeland. They do. But that's apparently he wants... He's, he needs never he needs several recharge stations, apparently. So he can hunt in different areas? From what it sounded like, is it... Is his, so what? His, ha- his hands were too hairy, and it's time for him to move on to another. He's he's depleted his entire country's stock of all fodder. All yeah, all Papa's living creatures. Out. Yeah, Papa's stepping out kind of thing. He's okay. like London seems nice. I'm gonna get a hold of uh, a real estate broker and see if I can buy me some property. Okay, I guess. Have you you've read the book, right? Yeah. Okay, so that 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 explains that to me then. If you could recast well, the lead. Uh-huh. All right, let's see what I did here. I have three. All right, you go first. Dracula, 1978 Terrence Stamp. Oh, that would be good. Right? Does he have the Cockney accent? Uh, Zod. He's the General Zod accent. Like where he goes from that, why, Okay. why do you do this when you know I will kill you for it? And then, you will bow down to me before the sage or else. Oh, that's that, really good. Like that's, that, that fucking mad. Terrence Stamp, General yeah, Zod. That's good. That would be. That would, I, that's interesting. I like that. It'd be a different take. I think it'd be fun. <clears throat> Definitely. Uh, Mina. Would be Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. Uh, Fight Club era. Yeah. All right. And totally. Jonathan Harker, 2001 Christian Bale. American Psycho Christian Bale. Oh. Okay. Those would be the three. I mean, if, I, mean I guess if I'm going to do Van Helsing, uh, just off the top of my head because he's not on here. Uh, John Lithgow. That's an interesting. Which I think, I think I used him in another movie later. So John Lithgow could be cool. For Raising Cain. Kind of, yeah, evil. Yeah, not, well, he's not evil. Chaotic but, you know, good. Yeah, he's definitely chaotic good. <laughs> I put down here for Mina, Kira Knightley. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Hold on, let's wait. Let's pause. Let's just think. Okay, uh, <laughs> Dracula. That was the first one. I put Mina. My Kira Knightley. Dracula. I put Tom Hardy. Really? Yeah, I think. He, I think he okay. has more flexibility in what he can and can't do than what I've even seen. And I think that now it would be, again, it wouldn't be the nine different outfits of Dracula, <laughs> you know. 
But you don't need that. No, you need about. That's fun. They I, did I, that for fun. They, yeah, they, they wanted to give every form or shape. I think he could really pull off that green mist well. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around the hips, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Harker, I put down Jude Law. Okay. Yeah. I can, Again, British. It's I can, amazing. What? I know. No, it's I a totally, crazy concept. I, I totally see that. Uh, and then uh, I pulled from uh, from my trivia that I'm like, oh, that would really work. Uh, Van Helsing, Liam Neeson. Wow. Liam Neeson was in what the a, running for it until Anthony Hopkins came off of the popularity of Silence of the Lambs, and pretty much they went, we want this guy here. Oh, you mean the guy that was in this movie for 18 minutes and won an Oscar well, for... I mean... Yes, he put we do. Asses, okay. He put asses in seats, Absolutely. but I don't think he was the right choice. He was the right choice. Hopkins works, but he, no, he's not necessarily the right choice. He's too, he, he's too big. Winona Ryder's too big. And Keanu Reeves is too wrong for their parts. They, and Keanu Reeves is too woe. <laughs> they, in, in respect to the ones I just mentioned, Anthony Hopkins, he works. He doesn't work opposite Gary Oldman. Right. It's too much of too, you know. Mm-hmm. You can put too much sugar in your cereal. Who did you just say for Van Helsing? For Van Helsing, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yeah. He was, that was 92, and he wasn't... He was in the running. He wasn't huge here yet. No. He had done Dark Man... You may have seen he oh, is ninety two. You hadn't even seen him in um, uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was next year. Yeah. So he was he, that just been, that would have been interesting. That, see, that would have. That I would've... want Taken version though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I can't do that. So just just picture him yeah. talking on the phone to the kidnappers in a German accent. I will accent, find or, you, or and I will accent. kill you. <laughs> I have a special sent. Yeah, gonna... it's not going there. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Casting options in my trivia zone. Uh, Dracula. There are one, two, three, four, five, at least six that I have listed down here that were possibilities or... And this is at, real what was going to happen. Um, could, could potentially have happened. These are potentially... They, they were tossing around all of these. Okay. <laughs> Michael Keaton. No. He was... I'm doing Batman Returns. You don't need me. <laughs> uh, Vigo Mortensen. Maybe, maybe he could play. So if you want to, if okay, so I mean, it depends on the era. I'm going to stop you down here. Okay, you talk about Batman. I have with several friends, um, namely Jonathan Westenberg. There's your shout out. Uh, talked about the difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Who to to play in a Batman movie? You have to be able to do both. Both. Val Kilmer was a shitty Batman, but a good. Bruce he was a Wayne, good Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Uh. George Clooney was neither. George Clooney was neither. He's better in other things, not Christian Batman. Bale is a better, in my opinion, he's a better Batman than he is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I can see that. Michael Keaton, for the time, was... Pulled off both. Pulled off both. To do this Dracula, you have to play the, the creature feature, and you have to play the, the yeah. old man. That's the Batman. And then there's the young London version, which That's is the, the Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Viggo Mortensen could have played the London Dracula, okay. the young the young rejuvenated he could have done that he couldn't have done he couldn't have acted through the makeup like Gary Oldman okay they so, also had Antonio Banderas oh god no that's Jeez. all right he, he got to do it three years he, later yeah in the uh, interview with Vampire oh. Armand Asante <laughs> Armand Asante ain't playing in this movie yeah uh, Gabriel Byrne mm. it would have been interesting to say the least that would have been an interesting turn. 
Definitely not. I've never seen him. I've never seen him do over the top. No. Again, he could have been a good top hat London Dracula. Yeah. I don't know how he would have been in the makeup. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other one is really weird, but he chose against Adam it Sandler. because he had yes, he had concerns. Oh, the- don't get the blood to do. It's a good day. What's <laughs> oh, good to do? It's a good day. Drink the blood. Hey. <laughs> Enjoy that in the tangent reel. You get Maybe your not. ass out there and you find that fucking <laughs> blood. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, the last one that I had down here was actually the first one that was listed was Andy Garcia, who had concerns over the number of sex scenes. What? Yeah, surprising, isn't it? A couple of things are surprising about that. What to do in Transylvania when you're dead? <laughs> <laughs> There's your title. <laughs> Gang, I have been chasing a title this whole oh, episode. Oh, that's it. And that is because wasn't he in What to Do in Denver when you're dead? I think I don't that's. Know. I think that was one of his like mid '90s uh, movies. I think post Pulp Fiction era. I think the person they had listed down there that I could find, Steve Buscemi. Wow, that could work, but that's that'd he's, be weird. He's too much. No, he's too much. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Van Helsing. Bring me a rat, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> he bring me in the fucking neck. He bring me in the fucking neck. Um, the only one I had listed down here for Van Helsing was we already talked about was Liam Neeson, but he became null and void once Hopkins won the Oscar for Silence of the Lambs. <sighs> Again, it takes both work. Both, mm-hmm. I think both would have yeah. worked. Uh, Liam Neeson would have made it a far more subdued, longer, more intense burn. Whereas Anthony Hopkins is more like graphic novel, over the top. Yeah, because it's right. Anthony Hopkins, J- Jonathan Harker. I have two names here that were that were going to be cast. Now, possibly. no, we know that one person auditioned for the role, Keanu Reeves, who won. Correct. No, okay, I have two other names. It's not and this, again, this, this really happened. This well, this is down here. Charlie Sheen auditioned for the role. Oh no, Keanu was better. You think it could get worse, and there you go. <laughs> Honestly, the other one they had here, they should have gone with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Why? We said well, it I don't know, but apparently the studio wanted someone who was more of a heartthrob. It was 92. Apparently he hadn't hit that streak yet for him. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. I that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were thinking either. The Maybe old... because he and Winona were too close because they'd already been in Edward um, Scissorhands. Yeah. Maybe know. maybe they broke up because there was so were they in a relationship? They, yeah, she's they, like, well, we have no, we don't want Johnny Depp. He's an there asshole. could have been politics behind that seriously because they they were they were a thing for a bit. And with or without the scissors, both. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe both. Um, Only one down for Mina, and it's the last one. She was kind of a big name. She's been an, a star throughout most of the eighties. She's blonde. And she interacted with an alien in 1982. D. Wallace? D. Wallace. D. Wallace is Mina. It's nothing like that penis breath. (laughs) Jonathan! (laughs) Uh, D. Wallace. Drew Barrymore? Yes. The fact that you went to D. Wallace first. (laughs) D. Wallace? Yes. Of the yeah. people, of the, of the people I could listed. at least understand where they were going with the heart, th- not heartthrob, but whatever they want to call the teenage heartthrobs, whatever. But I could, I could at least understand it. 
but I can only understand it just as much as I can understand Winona Ryder in that vein. Yeah, they were The just... fact that that was the only name that I could pull. No one British. I almost wrote down here, why not Nicole Kidman? She's Australian, but I'm fairly certain she can do British. See, At that she time, been, see, okay, so she would have been a better Lucy. She would have been a better Lucy. Yeah. Because in, in my head, that's what I was about to say. They both like physically look very similar mm-hmm. uh, facially. Um, but the chick that played Lucy was okay. No, and I think she was. Uh, but back, you're in, right, back in the day, before she got crazy big, Nicole Kidman could have been a good uh, Mina. Or Minnie Driver. She would have been way young then. but She would have been way young. But That was but, like before. But Winona Ryder um, was young. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Mindy Driver would have been good. That that's a really good pull. That's a good one. Because yeah. see, this movie doesn't need big names. This needs no. one big name and then some supporting. Maybe, yeah, and maybe one or two. Like, hey, I know that guy from that thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, did you see him in Dracula? No, I didn't. Oh man, he he's was really good. great. You yeah. need to go see that. There's some weird things going on in this movie. Overall, it still holds up for me after repeat viewings. Um, I got some other trivia here. Okay, sorry. That's all right. Uh. Did you notice anything weird about the scene where Lucy, after she's turned and she's carrying that child and she's going back down into her crypt with the with the kid? Anything weird about that? Looked a little strange. Was it shot, offsetting? Was it shot backwards? Yeah. Nice. I didn't notice, but when you said yeah, that, I just I'm assumed... like, there's something weird about the movement. It's just super subtle, but it's it's just unsettling on a on a subconscious level that you just you don't see it. I'm like, you just don't think about those it things. It doesn't take any longer to shoot somebody just walking backwards than it does uh, to have yeah. them shoot coming downwards and then add an effect. That's that's all the effect you need because it's just, it's unsettling enough to the human eye because they're not moving with the rhythm you think they're going to move. Oh, God. Uh, that's cool. Y'all go watch okay. this movie. It's Halloween. When we're done with this, go watch this movie. You may not like all of the parts, but man, all of the visual stuff that they chose to do in here are no is incredible. Computers. New co- no, yeah, there the there is one optical effect that they chose to do and that was the um blue rings that you see. Oh, okay. That was the only thing that they had to do optically. The, the blue the blue flame yeah. curtain. Yeah. Okay. That was the only stuff that they did optically. I don't even think it was CGI, but they had to put it in post. Okay. Everything else was done in camera. In August of 2018, Winona Ryder expressed concern that she might be legally married to Keanu Reeves. I saw that. Did you hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> Can you expound on that? Because I didn't read well, about it. Well, apparently, Francis Ford Coppola wasn't happy with their wedding scene in the movie, and so to in order to to achieve greater authenticity, he reshot the sequence with a real priest. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what it was. That's, uh, that's, yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, Coppola claims that Bram Stoker's name is included in the title because he has a tradition of putting the author's name in the title of the movies that are adapted from novels, such as Mario Puzo's The Godfather or John Grisham's The Rainmaker. Mario Puzo's The Godfather is the only thing that he had done previous that had the author's name in the title of the movie. Whenever you talk about The Godfather, do you say Mario Puzo's The Godfather? No, if I was going to I say, just say The Godfather. If I was going to say anybody's The Godfather, it would be Francis Ford Coppola's right. The Godfather. Uh, others claim, however, that Stoker's name was included in the title to avoid legal action from Universal Studios, who claimed to own the rights to the simple title of Dracula. Fuckers. Uh, <laughs> Though the film is notable for being uh, more faithful to Bram Stoker's novel than most other adaptations, there are numerous liberties. I put out, I pulled out three: uh, the pre-title prologue uh, and the subplot of Mina being a reincarnation of Dracula's wife are just inventions of the film. Okay. 
Uh, the novel never explicitly identifies Dracula as Vlad the Impaler. Nice. And Mina has no personal connection to Dracula. This alter uh, this alters later scenes taken from the novel, such as when Mina asks Dracula to turn her into a vampire and willingly drinks his blood. In the novel, Dracula forces Mina to drink his blood, and she is traumatized by the incident. So there's no true love story. It was just, this is my next victim. That's why it's clunky to me, then, because it doesn't... The love story is to, forced. They're trying to marry. Kind of. They're trying to marry two stories. Correct. Gotcha. <clears throat> um... In the novel, Dracula immediately dies and crumbles into dust after the knife uh, attacks by Harker and Morris. And see, then they have to. She has to go into the castle you know, with him and let him. She die has to arms. redeem his his soul, uh, basically. So Anakin. Um, I know yeah. you're in good the in film, you. he lives for several minutes after the attacks, and Mina delivers the final death blow. Oh, that was one Barf. of the things that I wrote down towards the end. I'm like, um, death blow job. Yeah. <laughs> um. What did I put down here? Oh, that was weird. I put down here, I'm like, I wonder why the the young Count version has a five head <laughs> reaching towards a six head. Even with the full mane of hair, his forehead is so huge. I think it was to support all the other makeup effects that he was doing throughout the movie. Oh, okay. They just gave him a really big forehead. Um, But I, what I really thought about was, talk about like a relationship ender, even with them being married. It's like he lets her go. Go, she's, she's got to go do her thing. I'm like, that's. There's no way that 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 marriage is lasting. Yeah. After she like, comes out, probably not even going to make it to the carriage ride right. back to the train station from the castle. Yeah. So we're done, right? We're yeah. Gonna... We're, um, one of the other things I put down here, I'm like, anyone else think of Rocky Four when Van Helsing screams Dracula after throwing his bride's recently severed heads off the cliff, or was it just me? Because there's a scene in Rocky Four towards the end of his training. I don't know, seventh training montage in the movie. Right. Where he screams out, um, Draco. Draco's, you know, Draco, whatever his name is. Ivan, yeah, you Ivan know, Drago. Ivan Drago. He, re- he screams out Drago's name. And so you see Van Helsing, <laughs> Dracul! And, you know, I'm like, that took me right back to 1985 and it's in this Rocky Four and we're fighting the Russians. Old school visual effects were all completed in camera. Uh, when sitting in the train on his way to Transylvania, Jonathan Harker is looking at a map, which appears superimposed on his face. This was a live effect achieved by simply projecting the image of the map on his face while on set. I mean, that's, you know, I'm like, how are we going to do this? Well, why don't we just project it on his face while he's sitting there and we can film it. He acts. And then he acts through a paper sack. (laughs) No, he's acting as a paper. sack. Oh, that's what I, I misread. Uh, <laughs> Again, I can't reiterate enough, kids. The, all the visual effects in this movie were actually all done, physically happened. happened. They weren't done by a mouse, yeah, other than the blue flames. Like the train ride has several composited shots. Oh my god, they're where, so gorgeous! You know, he, uh, where he had they had to roll the film back. It's like they shot him, and then they shot uh, all of the stuff, all of the the train ride. Uh, the landscape landscape moving by yeah and then they had to do it again just with the eyes of dracula popping up later yeah uh the first scene in london after dracula's arrival uh were shot with a real uh like 19 1897 like early 1900s camera cool they had to hand crank it you see in the making of Coppola telling him to like sing a song in his head to keep the pace. Huh. But he also kind of tells him don't 100% hold that 
perfect because it's kind of cool if you get a little bit of the jump. Jerky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then again, the last thing was the blue fame was the only optical effect in the movie. I love this movie solely for the visual effects. That's what makes me come back to the movie Same. more than anything else. Same. That and Gary Oldman and a little bit of Anthony Hopkins. Those are the things that save the movie for me more than anything else. Same here. The first, <clears throat> the first bit in Transylvania in the castle. One hundred percent. The visual effects, and then Gary Oldman's performance, and some of the was it Stan Winston that did the creature effects? Not at this that I'm aware. of. I can't remember who it was. Oh, he uh, may have. I don't know. I'm not a, sure. Uh, that, the The production designer or the art designer was Japanese, and you can huh. kind of see that, like with the, like with his uh, yeah. armor. It really kind of pops. You're like, that's why it looks a little different asian you know a little japanese a little yeah. yeah whatever that's that's why that sticks out like it does huh. it won three oscars i think it won for best sound effects editing um makeup and um i think either art direction or set direction or something along those lines you know yeah and it was never even nominated for again it's visual criminal. effects which is criminal do you have any uh <laughs> similar yes or, uh i only have one Okay. And I really wouldn't really it's not really a recommendation. Okay. But it's if you're looking for something that's similar. I said as as you mentioned before, to me like this film kind of defies logic. Okay. Like you're like Dracula kind of defies logic. It's really not what you're expecting. But I think it's really hard to find a film to actually recommend. But if you're <laughs> looking for something that's kind of maybe similar in tone and you're looking for more vampires, that aren't sparkly yet, uh, I'd probably recommend Interview with a Vampire. Mm. That's the, like, melodramatically, it, I think it's it's more melodramatic than this one is. Oh, yes. Um, definitely much. more homoerotic. Very much, yes. Um, but it's it's probably the closest thematically, and to be honest, I tried re-watching it, I think, a couple of years ago, and to me, it doesn't hold up at all. I don't think it does. I was talking about it yesterday with my friend at work. It feels like a vampire soap opera. Yeah, honestly, any vampire thing is a vampire soap opera. Yeah, they lend themselves especially now. Oh yeah, yeah. they're. I honestly don't really care for vampire movies. There's a few. There's a few. Yeah, but it's just. Um, There's two. I think that I purposely have. We've talked about both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I was gonna, if I was gonna recommend a similar film, I said earlier on the Thirty One Dracula. If you're gonna go Dracula. I like Hammer films. Any any vampire flick has its good and its bad. Right. So I suggested a vampire movie with the last one. With the similar film to this one, I'm going to compare – I'm going to suggest The Shape of Water. It's That's sort of, still sitting in my house that I need to watch tonight. It's a modern retelling of uh, 30s, 40s, or 50s horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a love story involved. Uh, it's very visually striking. Um, and That's I, Guillermo del Toro. It's del Toro. Yeah, it's yeah. another – Amazing director taking on something that you would, you wouldn't think, you might think it beneath him. This shouldn't work. You think Coppola's going to direct a fucking Dracula movie? Del Toro's going to direct a creature from the Black Lagoon? Okay. Now, when I hear that, I think, fuck, okay, <laughs> let's see what you got. Right. But I would definitely. The Shape of Water is an amazing movie. Okay. Uh, so you should watch that tonight. You shit. I thought I was barring. I was I was I was gambling on the fact that you'd watch it in the month or so since I'd let you borrow it. Yeah, I took it out of my bag when I got to it this morning. Went crap! I forgot that these are in here, <laughs> and so I pulled them out and put them in front of my TV so I'd remember. I think you'll like it. What are your final thoughts before I hit mine? 
I don't know, man. They could have trimmed 30 minutes out of this movie. Um, honestly, it wasn't what I remembered from the last time I watched it about... wasn't what I remembered from the last time I watched it about 20 years ago or so. Um, it's very saccharine in a lot of spots. It's sort of teen goth stuff. I'm going to say it one more time. If you are in the visual arts and filmmaking, Roman Coppola's effects in this movie are what what you should watch yeah. and what you should strive for. They did use miniatures. Mm-hmm. I love miniatures. But that's, Those are in that camera. Was, but that's in camera. That involves so many different artists. That involves a guy to design it, a guy to carve, or a guy to yeah, carve it, the negative, and then a guy to make it, and then a guy to light it, and then a guy to shoot it. Yeah, but it's all done paintings, in camera because they can shots, do it once. Rear projection, puppeteers, bra fucking Yeah. Visual masterpiece. Once every 20 years to watch this movie is fine for me. So you'll hear us talking about it in about 20 years. <laughs> I'll be almost 60. It's, it's kind of heavy. It is heavy. In tone. It's kind of sappy. That's probably why I don't grab gravitate towards it very often. It's not your stereotypical Halloween horror no, movie. No, not at all. It's definitely more goth. It's definitely early 90s. It fills that goth void. I want goth. Well, here you go. Here you go. This is goth on the platter. There are Covered some, in blood. There are some great over-the-top performances in this. A few less than stellar. Um, though once Mina finally loses her shit and is trying to kill uh, Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's kind of cool. Sequence, she's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you going to cut my head off? Yeah. Like well, Lucy, I uh, was planning on it. Pretty much, if you, yeah. If, if this communion waiver I burn have, mark doesn't disappear on your forehead, <laughs> I have a new favorite Annie Lennox song because of this movie. The end credits. Does it feel a little out of place though when it hits? It's a little no? bit, but once I once I can go like, okay, I'm done with the Dracula movie. Now I'm just listening to Annie Lennox. Yeah. I'm cool. Okay. All that is said. All that aside, kids, enjoy your Halloween, and we'll see you soon. What are your final thoughts, Nathan? Um, I think this couple's version kind of transformed Dracula to, for me from a boogeyman to a three-dimensional character. Ooh, okay. I can um, see that. But the first time I saw this, like I mentioned, it, it felt exploitive. Uh, I don't think I was mentally prepared for this experience when I was 19 or 20. Um, I didn't quite understand what I was seeing. I didn't really realize what went into the making of the film. Yeah. But what wins me over to this version is the score. Um the beautiful set designs, the art direction, the incredible visual effects, along with Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins' performances. Um, while the film has its faults, and casting being the glaringly <laughs> obvious one, uh, it's still, to me, it's still rather enjoyable. But, you know, viewers be warned, this film is an acquired taste. Uh, it's not for everyone, but for those that are open-minded, I think that you'll take away more from this film uh, than you would otherwise thought you would I think so yeah so happy Halloween happy Halloween gang and you'll uh, you'll hear us here soon popping up probably right around Thanksgiving yeah in about a month Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production you can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature they aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb Six Pack Double Feature presents Tangent. Look, the guys stray off topic and get distracted sometimes by... I said dude a lot, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay, a lot. But it's still funny. Just think of it as a sweet, sweet clip show. 
What's on your mind, guys? Um, I saw the original Dracula for the first time. I think I was my first or second year in college. Okay. Um, I just, I was, it, I mean, I knew who Dracula was, obviously, before that, but. Sure. I wasn't huge into Halloween scary movies and, or, you know, even like classic, that, right, right. you know, monster movies. Yeah. We had a, we had a, uh, a history of the motion picture and one of our, we had to write a paper on an original and then a remake. And so I chose to do Dracula and then Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was only a couple of years old by oh, okay. the time that I did it in the mid nineties. So you already had notes written for this. Uh, you know what? <laughs> if I could have found them, I that would have, been interesting. I would have brought them because I, cool. yeah. What'd you get on that? What'd you, what grade did you get on that? Uh, I got an A on the class in the class. But on that, on that comparison specifically. A? Sure. I don't know. I really can't remember. Did you get a B positive? <laughs> I got an O negative. <laughs> I'll see myself uh, out. I mean, not the not what's his name, Gary Oldman with the, the bu- two hair butt the butt head, the butt head. We got on a tirade about him the other week. Yeah, that was interesting. I, uh, so he's got another newish one in there that I'm gonna against better judgment. I'm it's not his. Thirty one. Hold on. Wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about. So the other week we were talking about Lords of Salem. Oh. Because I remember when that came out about five years ago. I, I thought it sounded that. interesting. It was uh, it was going to be like a radio show, and somehow it released a bunch of witches on Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. And those three sentences make it sound really cool. And then... Really cool? Really cool. However, when you expand on those three sentences, and the person expanding on those three sentences... <laughs> it becomes wrong. a page? And it becomes even a paragraph. Oh. <laughs> it's And it's Rob Zombie doing the writing. Right. It's... it's it gets bad, uh, depending, and also depending on who he cast. Okay, but of oh no, we were talking about I, I, of his movies that I've seen. I like it the, I hate it the least. Um, but there's another newish one. I think it came out two or three years ago. It's called Thirty One. Oh, okay, I don't know what it's no, about. We were talking about also the remake of or the of Halloween. Yeah, the yeah, well, not I, remake. It's a not his. We were talking about now that they're actually doing a continuation that's supposed to be forty years later. Oh yeah 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 but yeah. It, that's neither here nor there. That has nothing to do with Dracula. No, sorry. <laughs> right, Jack Dracula Chubb with two Bs. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Like the Chubb group? Mm-hmm. No, we He's well insured. We used to rep them, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought we did. Yes, our podcast used, podcast used to rep them. <laughs> Go to Chubb.com and use the, yeah. use the offer code six-pack. The children of the night. What beautiful. The armadillos of the night. Excuse me, I must go to the bathroom. Uh, if this movie doesn't make you want to wear a cape, there might be something wrong with you. I popped on a cape watching it. Just, just. Be, I mean, I wear a cape anyway. You're wearing a cape right now. I am. It's a green one. Green cape. Uh, um. <laughs> it's like it's not English and it's not American. It's transatlantic. <laughs> transatlantic air. <laughs> we fly you here or there. Nonstop to Transylvania. <laughs> I need more to drink. You okay over there? Uh, I'll survive. Okay. Nathan's fighting off a some sort of blood virus. I was, gonna, I was going for like a bite wound, blood infection or whatever. <laughs> he came in with these two bite marks on his Man, neck. Why are you wearing that scarf? 
It's an ascot, you butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I bet the Spanish version it gives a little more credit to its audience. Yeah. Robert De Niro as Frankenstein is a questionable choice. That was Kenneth Branagh film, I think. Yeah, he played he played he Victor, played Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, and then Doc Frank, <laughs> Doc Frank, got another dead horse here. <laughs> um, any in, in, time you get a Dracula movie and it says Hammer Films on the spine, Hammer, gonna, t- hammer Time, Hammer Time, uh, you're going to be okay as far as the Dracula goes. Now it's not going to be quote unquote good by. Did Peter Cushing do hammer stuff? He hammer did quite a bit of hammer stuff, yeah. Before it became General Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin, not General. Hammer Films presents Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Didn't Lugosi even play Frankenstein once, too? He did. He like did. older, like yeah. 50s? He, soon before, he, or late 40s before he. Uh, Bella, it's like passed. you said, Bella got under underpaid a lot. To do this, and then they realized, holy shit, we've got a bona fide hit on our hands. We can scoop up all these, all these we other can, properties. We can sell these movies with this name. Yep. And uh, he kind of got shit on. Actually, he definitely got shit on, and then became very bitter about it, which fed his drug, drug addiction, addiction, which fed his bitterness, which fed his drug addiction. And then we could almost do another complete episode on his life or some of his Ed Wood movies. Um, yeah. That's, you know, 20 odd years later, that's when he met Ed and. And all that happened. Uh see, so we did uh we did recast the lead, we did better or equal film. Yeah, I think we did it all. Um and no one wants to hear you go through all your papers. Shut up. Oh, there's a, another one of my favorite lines is when he says, I can smell your blood. He did? Yeah, I guess I didn't catch that. I believe and this it. was the old school one. You didn't by chance like flip over to No, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's kinda creepy. Um I tend to gravitate toward Christopher Lee a little bit more, though. But again, I can understand that you have to have Bella first. Yeah, or you'll so, ne- you never get anyone else. You don't appreciate Christopher Lee, right? Yeah. I think uh, Van Helsing's like Van Helsing's like I'm going to be down here for a while. It's a mess. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, gotta I gotta clean this, this up. Get some rags and bleach. Where's those three bitches in the white? They need to get in here and help me clean this shit up. This is their house too. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to chop their heads off. <laughs> Only after they help me clean this. Yeah. Up. Uh, Can I live any longer? Only, only if. Can you, I, that depends, honey. Can you work a mop? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Uh, you heard them. Okay, that's what I thought. Good talk. I could have sworn Danny Elfman was doing the music on that at the beginning. No, it's a Polish uh, composer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the, a piece you played. You'll hear it in the outro. Oh, no. That's yeah, the... What you heard in the outro was the same person who scored this movie, which was um, Ivojcek, uh something, I think it's Kellar. Something, something. Now, I, had, I had to go on to YouTube to confirm how to say his name. Ivojcek. Ivojcek. <laughs> That's who that was. It, I've never seen The Rocketeer. I've, it's been forever. I wanted and to when see I was it. watching the, uh, the making of, and it was like, it's Billy something. I can't remember his name. Completely, but yeah, he played the Rocketeer and then went on to do nothing else. Billy Zane would have been great as Jonathan Harker. Oh yeah, that would have been that would have been been really good. Um, That was not a casting choice that I think I put down, but Billy Zane would have been a good Jonathan Harker. Sorry, I just I just pulled it out of my ass just now. And the butt for hair, butt for hair. Yeah, Yeah, it is definitely. It was a weird. It's a weird kind of choice that they went for. It's visually striking. 
Yeah. And it's definitely you can't not think of that and when you see this when when you're talking about this movie. I can't if, correct. All right, hang on. Let me just let me take a shot of bourbon. Clang. All right, ready for it. Hit me with it. Uh, Come on. Um, you want to drink blood? Come I, on. Apparently, let's drink blood. Let's get nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought of a fun title for this. I'm not going to use it, but just writing my notes for this, I was like, a cowboy, a doctor, <laughs> and a blue blood walk into a tomb. <laughs> that is a good one, though. Uh, they uh, toward the end when they spoiler, they're gonna they're gonna behead Lucy. But uh, yeah, they walked in there, and I was sitting here by myself watching it, taking notes, and I was like, what is this a joke? Oh, oh, did you hear that one? I think we got it. All right. Guinness sounds uh, a little anticlimactic when you open them. It does. Sounds like a shark. <laughs> um, Although those are not usually anticlimactic. <laughs> no, those are usually... <laughs> those are full climactic. Those are usually like, they frame your day. <laughs> a shark will frame your day, kids. <laughs> Here's hoping it happens at the end rather than the beginning, because it's all downhill. Uh, <clears throat> or all down your pants leg. <laughs> Because how are you going to act when you get bitten by a vampire? I don't... Horny, apparently. I guess. Well, she was horny to begin with. <laughs> well, that's extra horny. <laughs> <laughs> There's it's a... It's like l- the extra strength... Uh, extra strength thing. horny? Yeah. <laughs> well, she wanted to fill out her portfolio of, well, I've done Werewolf. And she's in the Howling or Howling I've 2 done, or something. I've done Crazy I've Dog. Done, yeah, I've done Crazy Dog. Why not Dracula's next in line? <laughs> Uh yeah, D. Wallace. And one more thing I would recommend. Uh, it's not similar in tone or anything, but it's something I just recently discovered on Amazon, and I wrote it down last night while reviewing these. Um, it's called The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. It's on the Shutter app or the Shutter channel on Amazon. He was a guy on. I've mentioned him before. On he did some TNT. He did like late on, night. He did a movies thing, right. He, he did a thing on the movie channel thirty odd years ago, and then. Um, after that, he did Monster Vision on okay. TNT, where he would every Friday night he would run a shitty B horror movie, and then uh, periodically during commercial breaks he would break in, comment on it, intro and outro from right. the commercial break, okay. comment on the movie. And Amazon has revived it, and uh, they did like a twenty four thirty six hour marathon of movies, and it's amazing. I just I started watching it last night, very super. Um, completely off topic, but that's Joe Bob Briggs. The last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs on Amazon. Check it out. I think you'll, if you like any sort of uh, B horror or horror in general, check that out. Right. All that is said. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma.